You have two ears, you have one mouth. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Let the customer tell you what they want, what they need, what what they're afraid of, what they're concerned, what they what they desire, and then you can become a better salesperson. Welcome to Rockstars of Remodeling, a podcast presented by Pro Remodeler Media, where the best and brightest stars in home improvement share actionable insights with like-minded industry standouts like you. I'm your host, Drew Barto. I spent 13 years as the director of marketing for a replacement window and door company in Pittsburgh, where I learned a lot from some of the great minds in the home improvement industry. I aim to bring many of those voices to you on this show to help you gain more leads, close more sales, and boost your bottom line. Let's rock. Hi, everyone. I'm psyched to have on today's show Sebastian Jimenez, founder and CEO of Rilla, a speech analytics software for outside sales like in-home home improvement sales. He's here today to talk about how contractors can get more from their sales managers and their sales reps. Sebastian, welcome to Rockstars of Remodeling. Thank you for having me on, Drew. Super excited. Yeah, if there's anyone that's a rock star, I was talking a little earlier about it. It's you. I was at all these events. I'm trying to say hi to you, and your tables uh, always swamp with contractors. So, so congratulations on your success, and uh, let's let's get to it. Um, yeah, know, let's do it. Let's start at the top with by discussing sales managers. You know. Yeah. How can sales managers better leverage their time to lead their sales teams more effectively? Yeah. So one of the uh, biggest mistakes that we see new sales managers making is that, you know, typically a, a lot of the times uh, companies take one of their top performers and, 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 and promotes them to the manager role. So they, so they start sales managing, but, but they kind of still keep their, their, their sales uh, rep brain on. And so they, they, they don't think about the fact that the sales manager's time and schedule is fundamentally different than that of a sales rep. All you're trying to do as a sales manager is not maximize your sales and your number of sales. You're not selling anymore. All you're trying to do is maximize the output, the productivity of your team. So all you're trying to do is you're trying to maximize the number of activities that have the highest leverage to increase the productivity of your team. A big mistake that we see sales managers make is like, for instance, they go on ride-alongs, right? And, and, and talking about the time, how to use the time most effectively. They go on a ride-along and, you know, they see the rep struggling in the ride-along and they, they, they kind of like see them failing or, you know, and, and not doing well. In the sale. And then they take over. You take over, like the sales brain, right? Like take over, yeah. they see you doing wrong and they can't help themselves. So they start selling. And I'm like, do you actually think about the leverage that that's having on your time? You just spend an entire day. The leverage that you're having on that rep is very little because that rep didn't really learn much. He just, he just saw you selling. Instead yeah. of you letting them fail on their own and then giving them feedback afterwards, which has a much higher leverage on their time because you can't be with that rep always, at least traditionally with Rilla, you can, you can change that a little bit, but you can't be with that rep always. So your goal is as a sales manager to, in that short amount of time that you're with them that day, give them a really high leverage feedback that they can take on with themselves because you're not going to be on with them most of the time. So, so. Yes, that, that's that's what we mean by by leveraging your your time better as a sales manager, understanding what you should be doing, and try to maximize the productivity of your team. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And, and kind of turning to sales reps now, you you talked about top performing sales reps. So so what are the top three things you see from top performing sales reps that they do differently from maybe the less successful reps? We ran the numbers on five hundred thousand sales appointments with our AI, and we found some pretty interesting things. Right. Um, you know, number one thing that we found, we, we probably didn't need such a powerful supercomputer to do this. But we found that the top performers who are closing more than th- $3 million in revenue in a year, right? Like top 1% of performers across the country, across, you know, different categories, different industries like windows, siding doors, kitchens, baths, you know, all the above. We saw that they are talking 20% less on average than the average reps. 
Wow. Uh, so, so, so the top performers, they talk 45 to 65% of the time. Average reps talk on average 75 to 85% of the time. So it's 20% less on average. It's just like literally talking less significantly impacts your chances of, of closing more deals. Um, wow. uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty, you, you probably didn't need the computer to tell you that, but it's like the numbers are in. It's true. Talk less. No, another thing. say that, right? People say that. They talk, listen, if you want to learn, right? Yes. And that's what you should be doing as a sales rep. You have two ears. You have one mouth. Shut the hell up. <laughs> let the customer let the customer <laughs> tell you what they want, what they need, what what they're afraid of, what they're concerned, what they what they desire, and then you can become a better you know salesperson. You're not selling. You're just trying to help the customer figure out the solution to the problem. You don't even know how to do that if you don't know what their problems are. So just listen. Try to ask open-ended questions um, all throughout the conversation, and and then you become a better salesperson. Next point, um, top performers, their talk speed um, is, uh, you know, 100 and, uh, 165 words per minute when the average reps, the average words per minute that they speak is 194. So oh, <laughs> average reps out. talk. So, yeah, so they slow down. And it's not because it's actually not slow down. It's don't speed up. That's the advice. Because mm. what we saw is that people generally talk at similar speeds, right, on average. Top performers and average reps alike. And some people talk fast, some people talk slower, but on average, right? So we don't see a lot of a difference at the beginning of a conversation. The, the average talk speed is actually co close to the lower side. It's 165 words per minute or 170. But what happens is when average reps start dealing with objections, they're, they start speeding up <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Because customer says price is too expensive. Well, what do you mean by that? Like, you know, like uh, uh, price is not expensive. I mean, we're, we're one of the top contractors in the area. Like, let me tell you, Mrs. Homeowner. And they start talking fast and interrupting because they get defensive because it's a natural human instinct to, you know, respond to the objection, yeah. battle the objection. Top performers, they kind of, they slow down at that point. They don't speed up. They just like, and they keep the tempo. And that their average talk fee stays consistent throughout the entirety of the presentation. So they just keep it steady. And they're like, oh, price is too high. What about the price doesn't work for you? Help me understand. What about yeah. what, what, what about the price is, is too much for you to bear right now? Like, what, what do you mean by that? They and ask then, questions rather than get defensive. Yeah. Like they ask questions. They slow down. It puts the customer. It puts the customer. Like, it, it lowers their defenses again because you're just, like, you're just trying to understand. Top performers ask more open-ended questions. Uh, I think it's like three times more open-ended questions on average than the average reps. Three times more. Wow. And and they are asking open-ended questions again consistently throughout the entirety of the conversation. Average reps they ask open-ended questions at the beginning, and then it kind of like almost dies down to zero throughout the rest of the conversation because it's just like going through the script. It's like, oh, tell me more. Why did you uh, call us here today? How long have you been living in your home? And they just like do the survey, and then they keep going. Top performers they do all of that, but they keep throughout the entirety of the conversation. Even, you know, we've seen examples. Top performers they they're doing the demo, show a window that's like energy efficient and so on and so forth, like temperature controlled. Homeowner says, oh my god, wow. Top performer stops and says. Hey, sounds like this resonated with you. Like, what about this resonated with you? Mm -hmm. Just like, hell, hey, this, you like the way, what, you know, they stop and try to see what is the, the you know, and that's why they talk less because they keep asking open-ended questions throughout the rest of the When dealing with objections, they, they ask open-ended questions to deal with objections. Towards closing, always, always, always. You're always trying to fill yourself up with ammunition uh, on how to overcome objections, everything, just with open-ended questions. That's great. And again, you're not pulling this out of thin air. This is 
your observation, yeah. your data of 500,000 appointments. Oh, right? yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. This is yeah, not yeah, yeah. there. So you're big on data, clearly. And, and yes. uh, the industry, I think, has embraced it much more than they used to. We're, we're getting better in the home improvement industry. Yeah. Uh, how can home improvement companies leverage their sales teams to, to be even more data-driven? Yeah, that's a great question. I recommend everybody watch the movie Moneyball because that's what it, it, it shows what happens to any team, any organization that goes through a transition where you're a talent-driven you know, organization, a talent driven team, personalities where you have top performers who do what they want. And, you know, and it's like a talent driven team to a data driven team and yeah. data beats talent all the way. And every single sports team in the planet that's actually winning championships, they know that you need the talent, but you also need to equip the talent with the best data, not only in terms of like your lead generation and your marketing, but also in terms of how they're actually performing at their game analyzing what is it that the top performers are doing different how are they talking what are they saying so i can make my sales scripts my sales processes my sales training more efficient ai is super helpful to do all of this right and we're in the age of ai and so uh yeah i would say at every step marketing sales production design try to leverage data to understand what is it that's actually working versus what's not it's funny you bring up moneyball and and billy bean and the oakland athletics they were doing based on data and they didn't have a a large uh, payroll, right? They were competing with the teams with the highest payroll. So I think a contractor who might not have the biggest marketing budget can say, hey, what's my advantage? And data, data is your advantage. If you're better at data, you can compete with anybody. Now, I know I know you're a busy guy and you probably got people lined up right now to talk to, but yeah. about Rilla, can you, before you go really quickly, can you just tell us where people can find out more about Rilla? Yes, uh, go to rillavoice.com. That's R-I-L-L-A voice.com. And click on the little book a demo link and you're going to talk to any one of our salespeople who have been trained with AI. So, and you tell us what you think. Sounds good. Hey, Sebastian, thank you so much for joining me today on Rockstars of Remodeling. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Rockstars of Remodeling. As promised, there were some amazing takeaways that you can use to build a better business for yourself, your employees, and your customers. If you've got an idea for a future episode, or a guest I should invite onto the show, I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to follow Rockstars of Remodeling on Spotify or SoundCloud. And click the like button on this episode. Until next time, rock on.